Well, hello, you wonderful, beautiful people. It is a Monday, and indeed, it's kind of a normal Monday in terms of Wintag. You know, we've had a lot of spanners in the works of late, but this should be what I like to think of as a normal episode. But not completely normal. Ooh, what mystery is this? No mystery, really. Basically, we won't have a review this week. Um, the reason for that is I haven't watched anything, I haven't read anything, I've been a bit of a zombie. So um, what we are going to have instead, we're going to say thank you to our Patreons, which is long overdue, slam my fist. And then we're, of course, going to have one of your amazing stories, one of your paranormal experiences, forgive me. And then I'm, of course, going to take you all down, where, well, I thought down, to Becca's dingy basement. Turns out I've been wrong all along and it was a turret we were going to clearly someone thinks highly of themselves but it's quite a long one that one so um yeah all in it should be a good episode it should be at least a bit of a laugh given some weeks of you know jiggery pokery so we're slowly getting back to normal and i've just bought two books as well um books is that right it was a book oh i'm not i haven't got becker here to correct me i'm gonna say books like cook. Oh no, it's it's books, isn't it? Book and cook. Oh, forget it, I'm Scouse. Book. I bought two books. And um one is The Philosophy of the Occult by Agrippa. And it's a proper occult book. It's like like thus, thus, thou, thou, and like to the point where on my way into the studio, I was Googling, is there a condensed natural language version of this book? You know where it says he says all this, but where is said this, that's thou, 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 flower, flower, flower. He just means eggs. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I can't yet find it. So if anyone knows of a condensed version of the complete works of the occult philosophy of Agrippa, I know it's a bit of an ask, but please let me know. The other was an illustrated grimoire of the lesser, killer, the lesser killer, the lesser key of Solomon. Now, this is brilliant because it's got like, Drawings of all the demons, all of the Goetic, Goetic, Goetic demons that allegedly King Solomon bound in a seal. It does tell you how to conjure them. I'm probably not going to do that. But within the reading, and the pictures are beautiful. The pictures are beautiful. Um, Paimon, who is the demon who is the main guy in Hereditary, the film. Um, well, he's the main demon. The picture of him is just beautiful. And that sounds horrible to say because he's a demon. But um, I've always said Hereditary has what I believe is the perfect depiction of a demon in the end scene. That's what they would be like in, you know, complete ambivalence. They don't give a fuck. But anyway, um, but when I started to read that, and as you know, I read six pages and a drop off. So I started to read that. And in the opening frigging paragraph, he says, I thought the writer of the book, uh, who's, it's a great book, but the writer of this book has put, um, I first uh, noticed the lesser key of Solomon thanks to, um, I had a copy of, and he mentions, uh, I think it's, is it D.L. Lawrence? Um, and he had a book out from 1916 called The Lesser Key of Solomon, The Book of Evil Spirits is what it was called. And he said he had a copy of this book and he describes it in this first paragraph as being black with a golden embossment of one of the sigils. 
And he said that he literally moved into a new place, put the book on the floor and was doing other stuff. And the book like produced a demon itself. The book was magical. So I thought, well, nice one. You've sent me on a quest. So I'm right in a nutshell. I'm literally not right now, but figuratively in my mind, I've found a first edition of a 1916 copy of this book. Now, I don't know whether I should buy it. It's 300 pounds, right? But it's a cool, and it's water damaged, but it's a cult history. And if there's a, you know, even if there's a slim chance I could just throw this in a room and Becca's pissing me off and a demon comes out, then this, you know, I mean, that's, got to be, that's where there's weight in gold, isn't it? You know, I'm joking. I'd never set a demon on it. Like I could. Um, but I am tempted to buy it because it's like, have you seen that Frasier? Not that we're all Frasier fans. It might just be me. But you know that Frasier where he goes to a health spa and then he sees two people, as he's like getting his treatment, he sees two people show a different card and go into a different room. And he's like, what's that? And the guy goes, it's the silver room. I'm sorry, you don't have that membership. He goes, well, how do I get that membership? And he goes and gets the silver room and he walks and he goes, oh, it's amazing. And this is heaven, Niles, it's heaven. And he sits down and then two people come in and show something and go into a different room. And he's like, what was that? And he's like, they're gold members. He's like, what? No. So he goes and becomes a gold member and he's in there and he's like, ah, oh, this, is, this is just magical. This is just magical. And then he gets carried away because he sees two people going into a different door. And as he goes towards that door, the guy goes, sorry, you can't come in there. We, you know, we don't let just anyone through that door. And he's like, I need to know what's behind the door. And it turns out it's an alleyway. And that's why the guy was like, you can't go out. Um, but his, you know, curiosity killed the cat because he was left outside naked. Good episode of Frasier, ruined for you all. But my point being, um, what was my point? Yeah. Anyway, it was a good episode of Frasier. I have no idea where I was going with that. Anyway, shall we say a big thank you to our wonderful new patrons because we have not had a chance to do that in a long, long while. So yes, we should. So we have a number of wonderful new patrons I've got to try and fit into a song. And they are Rebecca Freer, Maddie McGee, Christina, The Elijah Burnett Prime. Thank you very much. He's not called Thank You Very Much, but that's the first part real. Clarissa Reed, LMTD. Um, or is that just limited? How, I wonder how they want that pronounced. Hmm. I'll have to think about that for the song. Tom Keating and our lovely Rin has returned. So I'm going to fit them all into a song somehow. The guitar is well and truly out, as you can tell. Let's do a little country number, because that's all I seem to do. I need to do some more grunge, I think, soon. Anyway, I'm playing this on a guitar, which was gifted to me for my 16th birthday by mother and father. I had a nightmare last night. I had to sell it. It was an awful tongue. Anyway, let's say thank you to these people. Here we go. Rebecca Freer, Maddie McGee, and Christina too. Ooh, ooh. You've all signed up to the Patreon and you know what you're gonna do. Ooh, 200 hours of extra shows for you. The Elijah Burnett Prime and Clarissa Reed L.M.T.D. Tom Keating and Rin 
what an awful falsetto. But it was a good seventh. It was an E major seventh for those keeping score. But a big thank you to all of you guys. If you like this sort of waffle, then head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Why? I'll tell you why. Because there is over 200 hours. There's over 250 hours now worth of Patreon-only material. We release two shows every week just for Patreons. One is normally me and Becca arguing. It's not this week. It's going to be just me. Um, But the other one is just me rambling. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Sometimes it's irrelevant. But it's all stuff. It's all ear candy, shall we say. It's all ear candy. Head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts before I lose my voice. Anyway. Let's have one of your wonderful paranormal experiences. And we have a wonderful email that's coming from one of our listeners, Chris Murphy. Hi, Chris. We've spoken to Chris live, I do believe, long, long ago, when men had grey hair. And when I say men, I mean me. Before I started to diet and try and reclaim my youth. Anyway, Chris writes, please ignore the previous email. I had to fix some stuff. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have read that part. (laughs) Chris writes, hi, Kev. Hi. Hi, Becca. Hi. Hi, TNC. Meow. Oh, she's in a... That was more of a, tell me your story, Chris. I'm listening. From the cat there. Just a few strange goings on in our house I felt like I needed to share. Hmm. So the last few weeks have been, in a word, strange. Now, in our house, we only have had one or two moments where we heard something. First was over a year ago. Both of my wife and I heard the sound of someone walking into our room. The distinct sound the floor makes when stepped on alerted me to it. Now, at first, in my sleepy state, I thought our daughter, eight years old, who is a little ninja, has a tendency on entering the room without making a sound. And let me tell you that forget being frightened by a ghost. When you awake to see your child's face an inch away from you at the side of your bed, you jump out of your skin. Anyway, thinking it was my daughter, I opened my left eye and nothing. The door was still closed and there was no one there. The next evening at dinner at my parents, my wife was saying how she swore she heard someone come into our room last night, but when she looked, there was no one there. I looked across the table with that You heard it too. Look. The second strange moment was as I was laying in bed with meditation music on, playing, just relaxing before going to sleep. I was just getting comfortable. You know that point where your muscles start to relax after a long day? Well, I felt the covers between my feet depress, as if someone had sat on the bed. Not heavy by any means, but just sat there. I had a voice in my head that said, Well, you can look at that or you can go to sleep. And I opted for sleep. I rolled over and left it at that. But now for the more recent things. First off, our youngest daughter, almost five years old, is on the spectrum. We're still waiting on the official diagnosis, but she is autistic and non-verbally communicative. It's like when she knows what she wants to say, she is very direct in her words but the rest of the time, it's a lot of babble. She has her moments where she's very much off in her own world. My wife says she's visiting the Fae. So, a few weeks ago, she was having a rough day, 
It was close to bedtime and she was in a bit of a mood. I brought her into the room she shares with her sister and sat her on her bottom bunk. She started crying and saying, It's moving, it's moving. I asked her what was moving, but she was just staring at the corner where the closet is and repeated the same statement, followed by, I'm scared. I kept trying to talk to her and get her attention, but she was hyper-focused. Then I watched her eyes tracking something moving along the wall, like when a cat or a dog sees something. I called her name again to try and get her attention, and she then shook her head and finally acknowledged that I was there. Last week we had a light in the bathroom and one in my office flicker once or twice and then not again. I appreciate that could just be light bulbs being light bulbs. But the last Friday, I was having breakfast with my youngest aforementioned five-year-old, and she was finishing up at the table. My wife had taken the two older ones to school and was running some errands. I say this to say that my daughter and I were the only ones home. I heard, and not what sounded like, it was my wife's sneeze from down the hall. I almost said, bless you, but stopped mid-word, realising we were the only ones home. My daughter turned, looking at me as if to say, did you hear that too? Then this week, my son, ten years old, the other night as I am saying goodnight to him, tells me that that morning he woke up and saw what he described as a shadow crouched down in the hallway. He felt scared, but still got up to close his bedroom door so as not to see it anymore. Then, this very morning, before I sat to type this email, I walked out of my room and noticed the house was particularly cold. Now, it is January in Montreal, and that's not strange, but we tend to keep the thermostat at 70 degrees, and when I looked at the thermostat, it was set to 62 degrees, and the house was at 67 now, I know I didn't touch it, and my wife denied touching it too. The only other person who was up before me was my son, and he stays in his room playing video games, and never once has touched the thermostat. All this is to say it's been a rather strange few weeks in our house. As always, love the show. Cheers, Chris. Well, thank you, Chris, and I don't know, it could it be a mixture of... The, you know, when I hate using the word puberty, because I don't know, maybe I'm just a Catholic prude, but could it be, you know, youngsters in the house growing up into maturity? I don't know. You know, that old cliche paranormal thing. So we just don't know. But as always, Chris, please do keep us informed if anything else goes on within your strange casa. Anyway, shall we all rest ourselves and nimble, nimble, limber up to go to climb? What's going on with my voice today? To climb up to the turret, apparently, it turns out, where Becca's Reddit corner resides. I think we shall. Get your walking boots on. We're going on a hike. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Yes, it's everybody's favourite time of the week. I know I say that for many segments, but I truly mean it for this one. We've opened the doorway, squeak, we've, that needs oil, we've walked down the stairs, podum, podum, podum. Down? You're, it's the, in the basement, you're it. it was up. 
than like a Torah? Did you? I'm sure we've talked about it being a Torah before. All right, then. I'll just leave the basement. Don't know who the fuck's sitting in that corner. Slam. Walking upstairs. I'm opening the door to the fucking turret that we have, apparently. I've never known of. And I'm walking up the stairs. Good one. Slowly, because I'm tired, because I've been down the stairs, up the stairs. Through the ladies' chamber. Good dunk, good dunk, good dunk. I feel like you've stretched this imagery as far as it should go. Hi, Becca, in your corner. Looking dark and scary and terrifying. Welcome, everyone. Thanks. You're out of breath just describing that journey without actually walking any stairs. It was a good visual, though. I, I was there. I'm kind of scared, <laughs> to be honest. I'm worried about who's in the basement. But anyway, are you going to welcome us or what? Hello. That's not a welcome to Becca's radical. Well, we're not. I welcome before I start the story. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, have question you me. Have you been? Yeah, okay. You? Um, yeah, are you over this cold yet? Yeah, mostly. I've still kind of got a bit of a frog in my throat. Yeah. But... A bit weird to have a cold since October, isn't it? Well, I, I don't have a cold still. Yeah, but, but you the know. The cough has lingered. But then we were talking Certainly. the other day about um, this alleged 100-day cough. Maybe you're a sufferer of that. Maybe. I mean, I can't catch that cough. No. You're too, you're too precious. I am too fucking... It, 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 it's literally my income, speaking. You know, so imagine, or talking. I'd have to go and, I don't know, what's a silent job or a job you can do in silence? Prayer. I'd have to become a priest. What? That's not silence. They give masses and stuff, don't they? No, I'm a, I take a vow of silence. <laughs> what? All oh, good's a priest do silence completely? All right, but I'm a monk then. <clears throat> Fucking hell, this is tending to be a lot more harder than I believed. So, you know, let's just make sure I don't get this cough. Then we don't have to make any ecumenical decisions. That would be an ecumenical matter. That would be an ecumenical matter. Um, so, yeah, so I've actually done a little, little bit of a pre-read on this. Sounds unlikely. It does sound unlikely, doesn't it? But I actually have. Do you mean you read the title? Um, I'll have you know, I read the title. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. that was no, it. I scanned through. I scanned through the, the the post as well. It's only four hours old. Okay, and it sounds effing horrific. Oh, lovely. Um, and there's also it looks like a good mm-hmm. few comments with some things to definitely discuss within okay. those comments. Um, <coughs> so that's where I thought we'd start. Lovely, and we'll see where we where we go down this merry web of darkness. So, do you want to give us an intro and? Um, do you want to give me the story? That's a story. Thanks. It's a story. Now, let me explain something to you about this. I don't want you to... What? Okay. Well, the title doesn't read very well, but we'll discuss that as we go. Just introduce us and we'll move on. I feel Please. like you're very much trying to tell me how to do my job today. Sorry. I've done Reddit Corner before. Yes. I know what we're doing. You're getting it wrong, telling me I'm to... I'm just nervous because it's my first time in the turret. No, it's not. It is. I've, I've been mentally We even in talked basement. about it being like the traitors, which is a tourist. I'll be honest, Becca, you've been doing Becca's Red Corner since before we knew about the traitors. Yeah, but you didn't raise this that it was a basement, not the turret, when we spoke about it being the traitors. And I've definitely said the word turret before. I would never describe a tourist as dark and dingy. Turrets are lovely. How do you know? Well, I suppose Tower of London isn't. But that's not a torrent. Talk can't even speak. Right. Putting the letter N into words that don't have any. Enough out of you. Okay, oh, <clears throat> Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank you. The title of this story is 
Five months at me and the fam's new house, a woman's jealous ex-husband came and shot her on our back patio, then shot himself, I believe, in 2015. See, it doesn't read well, does it? But what no, it... which doesn't bode well for the rest of the story. No, no, the rest of it seems semi-alright. But my point is, mm-hmm. what he's saying is they've moved into a new house and he's just found out that five years before the last part of the title happened. Five years? No, nine years before. No, because in my head it's 2020. <laughs> but it's not, so... Well, I'm afraid the years <laughs> need to fucking stop. I am sick and tired. We've just watched an episode of Frasier and I felt dead normal. Mm. And then it dawned on me how long ago it was, 30 plus years, and I wanted to, Alyssa wanted to cry. Yeah. Early. What was that um, really upsetting one I told you the other day? So, guys, prepare. This is really going to upset you, especially if you're like over 30. So now, 2024 to 1990 is the equivalent of 1990 to 1956. Yeah. Yeah. That's just terrible. There was one, it might have even been last year. Hmm. This one was relevant, but it said, if Back to the Future was made now, he'd be travelling back to 1992. Something like that. And I was like, no, it can't be. How would it be 92 because he went to the future? No, in the first Back to the Future, he went to the past thing. Why was it called Back to the Future? Have you ever seen Back to the Future? Yeah. Clearly not. You haven't seen Back to the Future? I have. You just blew yourself sky-eyed. I have. They they, they get the almanac. In Back to the Future 2. His mum hits on him. I mean, you're, all right, yeah, you're throwing enough darts. One will hit the bullseye eventually. But... What are you talking about? There were, t- there were two right, things then. that right, said the bullseye. Before we go into oh, the oh, story. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> a fucking epileptic hound. You did sound. Right. Before... Like, like, a, like a frat boy in a football game. Right, before we go any further into this dark turret of yours, tell me tell me very quickly the, brief, the briefest possible plot line of Back to the Future. One. The first, or just Back to the Future, because there is no one. What do you mean there is no one? As in, it's not called Back to the Future 1, it's called Back to the Future. And then there's Back to the Future Part 2. And Part 3, etc. So, tell me the plot line of Back to the Future. He goes back and there's bullies and Doc's there and his mother hits on him and it'll get too complicated and he sorts the bullies out. <laughs> you haven't seen Back to the Future? We're going to have to watch Back to the Future because it's are fucking not. seminal. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm not watching it again. <laughs> You've not watched it the first time? <laughs> and there were bullies. <laughs> fucking hell. There were he, bullies? And it was complex. <laughs> and that was the best it filler. Was, fucking it was hell. complex. Honest it's God. not a film you can easily describe. There's lots of moving parts. It, that's like, it's so seminal. What's the thing, the thing they see? They put in like um, certain foods to make them... It's MSG to make them just bigger. <laughs> But there's tasteless and there's not there's no substance to it. Actually, you love MSG. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's not when it's describing a film and it's very complex and it's a bit nuanced, and that's the plot. You know, it was like me and Anne, God, bless, God rest her soul, fell asleep at one Boxing Day at the start of Back to the Future in a chair, woke herself up with a little trump, and at the end, at the end, as the and credits said, well, that was a load of shit. and said that was a load of shit, and I thought you you've watched a dream. Did you've you not wonder that. why you were in it? You've done that before, though. You woke up at something like, well, that was rubbish, and you literally hadn't seen any of it. 
yeah, it is a bit rare tree, to, to be fair. <laughs> okay. And I, Are you quite yeah, finished? I'm quite finished. But no, knowing that you need to educate yourself on Back to the Future. When you're Michael J. Ready. Back off. Hey. Let's begin. Let's begin. Turret time. Just me and my wife and 2.5-year-old boy live here and our two dogs. I had off feelings when we moved in. Can I stop? What? The way you said boy live here sounded like you said 2.5-year-old boiler. Can you repeat that sentence, please? And... No, him, his wife, the boiler and the two dogs. <laughs> going down the park. Put the boiler on the swing. Big no, why would you do box. that? Did you just say the boiler lives there? No, do it again. Start again. And, and, oh and make it clear gosh. that you're not saying a 2.5-year-old boiler. You, we're we're going to fall out on we're this not. episode. We're not. If you can fucking just read. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. You literally chose me a thing with the title. Uh, you know what? Because I, I tried to amend it last time, obviously, like, on the fly to make it have some sense. But I'll just read it as it says, okay? Five months at me and the fam's new house, a women's jealous ex-husband came and shot at her on our back patio, then shot himself, I believe, in 2015. Yeah, it sounds terrifying. And tell us more about the spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I just made myself laugh at that. I want, now, don't no boilers. Just, just tell us how it happened. Just me, my wife, and two point five year old boy live here, and our two dogs. Thank you. I had off feelings when we first moved in of being watched, especially if they are in bed and I'm in the living room alone past ten p.m. Waking up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night, I hear noises all the time. Laying in bed last month, I heard furniture moving. Froze me up, really. I was genuinely scared. The same night, I'm trying to fall asleep. I close my eyes. I'd said my prayer, I say, before I go to sleep every night. And I heard the wildest scream. It was in my head. I don't know how to describe it. Playing on the trampoline with my boy, he starts saying, Save my soul, save my soul, save my soul. At which point, I launched him over four (laughs) neighbours' yards. I'm like, dude, what? I asked him about it and he just went to jumping around on the trampoline. Now I'm at work, I work offshore, and my girl has been on my case about feeding into it and that I am giving whatever it is power. He is or she is? He's just said my girl. He's just said my girl, hasn't he? Why Why are you interrupting being complicated when it says I've just been very clear? Okay, sorry. I'm just a little bit confused, but go on. Shit, so my girl's been on my case about feeding into it that I am giving whatever it is power, so I haven't really said anything about it to her for a few weeks now. But she messages me that our boy was playing on the back patio and he says, she's hurt, she's hurt. My girl says cabinets and whatnot move. My question is, how do I go about this? Do we move? Do we get the house blessed? I don't really know. Nothing really bad has happened. Any suggestions on kind of what to do would be good. We are more worried about my little boy than anything. I don't want him seeing a woman shot bleeding everywhere on our patio. Fair enough. You know what? That's legit. There are several pieces of that which I think you'd say that if that was the truth. Mm. Um, Where was it? Let me just have a quick read. There was a part of it where he says it. It's this. 
Um, laying in bed last month, I heard furniture moving froze me up, really. Mm-hmm. That froze me up, really. That's not how... If you're making that up, you wouldn't say that, do you know what I mean? Mm. What you would you say? Well, I, I, would, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say... If I, if I said, like, oh, downstairs, it furniture move, I then wouldn't go, proper shape yourself, you know? Would like, you not say, I froze? Like... No, but, uh, but like, it froze me up, really. It's, like, a bit, like, I don't know. And then there's the things, like... Um, you know, I'm not actually sure. I'm not saying things are happening. It's not really nothing bad's really happened. I don't really know what to do. It's a very interesting one. This I like this. So I'll pass you back, and you can Thank scan you. through some comments. <clears throat> Someone's just very simply said, "Yes, have the house blessed." Yep. And they've said, "We'll do." Fair enough. Someone else has said, "I moved into a condo about six months after the previous owner died in hospital." From the beginning, I could hear the kitchen cupboards opening and closing at all hours of the day and night. I decided to firmly but patiently say, you can't stay here, you died last year. The activity began to decrease, but it took at least three months to finally stop. I've been here for three years and haven't experienced that activity for at least two and a half years. You have to keep repeating it firmly. I'm a patient person, so maybe I wasn't being firm enough from the get-go, but it eventually worked. Um, And someone's replied to that and said this. Um, then after you tell it to go away, don't pay it any more attention. You can't feed into it. No fear, it cannot hurt you. It's creepy, but it will go away. Now, I'm sorry, but if I was a departed soul mm. and I was doing things like moving cupboards and stuff, mm. if a homeowner came and very seriously said to me, listen, you're dead, please move on, I live here now, I'd probably go, you know what, all right, I'm being a bit of an arsehole. Mm. If they said it in the form of a rhyme... What did he say? I I don't think they meant it as a poem. I know they didn't, but it is. You, is. you can't stay here. You died last year. Yeah. I'd be like, no fucking way. Well, they didn't. It's not in the form of a poem. If they went, you can't stay here, I'd be like, fair enough. And I'd literally turn around and head towards the light and they go, you died last year. I'd be turning out. Stop, close that light. I've got some more haunting to do. That's very childish of you. I don't care, rapping Ronnie Reagan, honest to God. You can't say it here. You died last year. Fancy a beer? Let's shoot some deer. Someone else has said, so kids tend to be very susceptible to things like that. And... You said racist then. What? It's not like the kids tend to be very racist. Well, it's susceptible. So really kids tend that. to be very racist. Very so susceptible. Okay. To things I mean, they like... can be, though. Oh, my God. Anyway, carry on. I've so had enough out of you. (laughs) And the mere presence of a kid in the house may have sparked the activity a little more. True. When a tragic... What have you just said? Sorry, just... So you were piping down. That was me piping down. The word true. (laughs) No one's asking for your comments. (laughs) Mid-sentence. When a tragedy happens in a location, it can essentially leave behind an energetic imprint. And maybe those individuals are still there. You can try blessing the house, and if that doesn't work, find a spiritual medium who can come in and move them on. They're kind of, mm, they're like trying to merge stone tape theory with sentience hauntings. I don't think that's a thing. Okay. Uh, someone's very helpfully said, never would have moved into a house that had that kind of violence happen in it. Ellipsis, move. Oh. Um, and by ellipsis, you mean three dots, don't you? Just in case, because I only found out that that's what they were called recently too. Okay. Just in case you thought that the writer's name of the story was called Ellipsis. Yeah. Um, lots of people are saying Burn Sage. Um, 
the the person has replied to the person saying I wouldn't have moved in to say we didn't know until about two months after our old neighbours went and told my wife. The crazy part is we rent this house from my wife's big sister, so to speak. What do you mean, so to speak? Someone who <clears throat> always looked out for her since she was young. And she didn't tell us. And we thought she was looking out for us when she decided to rent this huge brick home in one of the best neighbourhoods in our town. No deposit, cheap, cheap rent. It's all coming full circle now. Thank God it's a rental. We are going to haul ass as soon as we can. Wow. Wow. How sly. Well, I mean, it sounds like they have got a good deal on it. Yeah. Would you Would you live in a home if you... Oh, then again, you don't believe in ghosts. So you'd be like, well, since it's a nurse's thing, yes, I'd pay less rent. But for all the tea in China, you could not let me... I wouldn't live in a huge... Would I? I, mean, I need to think about this more. Well, by your reckoning, literally every old house is haunted and you always want to live in, a, in an old house, so... Yeah, but it'd be the ghosts that... We choose each other, me and the house. Um, someone's replied to that to say before giving up that sweet deal I would try some other options should we hear the other options yep open every door drawer and cabinet no matter how small and smudge with sage get the attic and yard too say a blessing tell the spirits that they are not welcome and that they need to move on I have very little experience but I believe that intention is what is most important also keep your vibration high think about happy thoughts and do not do any mind altering substances that bit was in capitals. Avoid drugs or alcohol like the plague. Avoid negativity such as the news or low vibration <laughs> movies such as anything sad, scary or cruel. Yeah, yeah, we're on the Focus. brink of World War Three. Avoid the news. Can I just finish before you start commenting? Yeah, yeah. Focus on what brings joy, love and contentment to raise your vibration. My theory is that one has to be on a similar vibration level of a spirit to experience it. Raise your vibe and the problem is solved. Interesting. You might also try using protective crystals. Be sure to get them from a crystal shop and not Amazon. I've been sent fakes before on numerous occasions. A couple of crystal bracelets for your family and your boy might help. Be sure to rinse them in water and set your intention that you need the crystals for protection for... And then they've left like a big dash for protection. Um, Every once in a while, rinse them with water or let them sit outside during a full moon. Also put some by your entry doors and the patio. This is Crystal Expert. Told them what crystals to get. If you'd let us get there, I recommend Black Obsidian oh. as it doesn't fade in sunlight and doesn't disintegrate in water. You can do it! <laughs> Helpfully fun. There you go, that's like... Yeah. I've got that Black Obsidian scrying mirror there. Mm-hmm. And, um, if they want to borrow that. And the person who sent the story has said, OK, thank you. We're going to see what we can do. Definitely an eye-opening experience. I'm planning to buy a house by the end of 2024, so I'll be keeping this all in mind. Um, someone says, oh, I'm so relieved it's a rental. I'm in Canada, Ontario specifically, and you have to disclose when selling if there's been a death. Um, someone else has kind of rightly said, if you think about it, bad things have happened pretty much everywhere at some point in time. Ignorance is bliss, but when you find out what's happened on a piece of land slash house, it could open up your mind or senses to those energies. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, but I also think time's got a lot to do with it, because I do think that, especially if it is a stone tape theory thing, it's going to fade over time, and that's a relatively recent one. Yeah, but if your kids see an imagery of someone being hurt, you haven't really oh got time my God. to let it have fade. Have you seen the, the, the video of the fella in Newcastle? I think it's Newcastle. 
Um, it's like keeping an ongoing, and it's legit. Like this kid can't act. He's, know. All right. Well, if he can't, then fucking fair play to. But um, he's like he's only about like five or four or something, and he's drawing a fella like a stick man crying, hanging, mm-hmm. right, yeah. on his bedroom floor like on a chalkboard. And the dad comes in with his mobile phone and filming, and he's like, "Who's that?" And he goes, "It's the man in the corner." Uh, he he cries. He's he's really upset all the time, um, and that oh that he ends up setting up a camera and the kid gets pulled out of bed. Fuck it, it's a horrific series of things. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'll try and Sell it. find the um the video for the listeners. For the listeners, because I don't want it. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> but I mean, I probably won't. But yeah, okay. um, someone else has said, "Damn, I almost had a stroke trying to read the title alone." <laughs> That's so true. And then weirdly, the person just wanted and said, I'm glad you didn't have a stroke, you old strokey dokey. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, old strokey dokey. I don't I don't Is that their way like of a dig back? It must be, but what a weird what a weird thing. Yeah. I mean I don't think we can top that. I think we're just gonna have to end it there. Yeah. Um yeah. Strokey dokey. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you didn't have a stroke, you old strokey dokey. Glad you didn't have a stroke, you old strokey dokey. Mm-hmm. It's like, glad you didn't have a heart attack. I nearly had a heart attack when I walked the door. Well, I'm glad you didn't have a heart attack, you old hearty warty. Yeah, almost as if he's like accusing him of having a stroke all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, here we go, here strokey dokey, dokey again. again. <laughs> <laughs> like, a t- like a really badly grammatical title and put you into a stroke. <laughs> Man, it's shot... I mean, in fairness, it was hard to read. Yeah, it was hard to read. In fairness. Okay, well, as ever, Becca, thank you for allowing us into your upstairs turret, mm-hmm. which has um, been a bit of a revelation to all concerned. Ah, oh, Guys, if there's any pedants who listen to this... Pedants? Pedants. Like, full of attention to detail, who remember... I was talking about it being a turret in the past. Could you let Kev know I'm when sure it was? it was a basement. No, it's definitely been a basement. It's... Uh, you know what? You, to uh, be f- in fairness, you might not be privy to the fact that when I'm in the studio recording doing the intro to this segment, I often say, let's take a trip down to the dark, dingy basement area where Becca resides. You said I, I might not be privy to that, <laughs> that you do in your private office. <laughs> So I have introduced you as as living in a basement. Okay, but we have spoken about there being a turret. So is it a basement or a turret? It's a turret. Why are you asking me again? It's a turret. So How who, many times? who was sat in the corner of the basement downstairs in my mind? I, I don't even know. Have you wondered what that creaking noise is? Oh, it's this house attempting to heat itself. What do you mean attempting? It's warm. Yeah, it is. It's doing well. It is doing well, yeah. But I mean, most places can heat themselves without going, ow. You can't. She's got a point, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, on that bombshell. Um, thanks, back as ever, for your time, patience, Mark. and um, introduction of a turret. And, um, Continuation of the turret. Tatty bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.